The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Fun show for you today. Adam Azer here. Got to take my glasses off. Going to do that right now. Oh, oh leave them on. Leave them on. I think the light, I see the ring light gets in them. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't wear them. But um, welcome to a Thursday edition of Fantasy Football Today. We got buy or sell. Your buy or sells from Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, appreciate all of those. We'll get to those in a minute. We have some podcast league entries that we'd like to share, including one pretty funny one that I, I enjoyed quite a bit. I am going through them now. I will let y'all know. Well, if I don't respond to them, it's not because I didn't read them. I will read every single one of them, and I appreciate it. You still have a few days left. Uh, actually, your deadline is tomorrow, Friday. Anything submitted after Friday, <laughs> I will not uh, accept, and the draft is Monday night. Podcast Did that deadline just deadline. get determined in the last 15 seconds? Yeah, kind of. Well, I knew the draft yeah. was Monday, but I'm going to have to make decisions this weekend. So fantasy football at CBSI.com. Put podcast league in the subject line. You heard from Dave and Jamie. Let's jump right into the notes, guys, and jump right into buy or sell part one. This one is from David. Buy or sell Amonra St. Brown as a top five wide receiver. Uh, I'll buy it. Uh, he's number six for me, so it's not going to take much for him to get there. So I, I, I think there's, uh, he's going to be in the conversation for you know top ten for sure in receptions, if not more. Uh, six game head start, you know, without significant competition for targets. Uh, if there's even going to be a you know longer than that, we'll see how Jamison Williams does. But it's just uh, a, an offense that's tailored for him. I think he'll score more touchdowns this season. So I think the idea of him not being an alpha type receiver, as someone might have said, uh, is a little ludicrous. So the upside is there. Is that the what I said? There, third year, yeah, uh, third year wide receiver. <laughs> not what uh, um, he's got he's got everything you look for. I I just have a hard time saying which of the top five or six receivers that we've got ranked ahead of him, depending on whose rankings you're looking at, is going to fall off. So he's got the potential to do it. There's no question. But there's a lot of other receivers: Jefferson, Chase, Cup, Tyreek, Diggs, Lamb. Those guys all are top five wide receivers in PPR too. And a lot of them can pick up tons of yards and touchdowns. Not certain that St. Brown can do those things for sure. I think you said six, right? You said Jefferson, I Chase, said six. Cup. Jamie said five. Yeah, Tyreek, Diggs, and you said Lamb was six. Right. It sounds I, like Jamie has Lamb ranked ahead of St. Brown. Or no. the opposite, uh, St. Brown ahead of Lamb. Yeah, I have uh, St. Brown and A.J. Brown ahead of Lamb. No, I think I, I brought this one up because I do see St. Brown going, you know, in a, in a PPR league, maybe back end of the first round, early second, going ahead of sometimes Stefan Diggs. I, I don't think I ever see him go ahead of the top four, rarely Diggs, but sometimes, but ahead of Lamb. Um, yeah, I brought it up because you said he he has everything or he does everything, whatever you said. He has everything you need. He has yet to do the touchdowns. Well, he doesn't do Those touchdowns. He doesn't do big plays. That's the difference. Yes. He hasn't done big plays, but. Yeah, I mean, will he? It's just not his profile. He's 
They've got to increase his A dot. It's been incredibly low. He had one of the lowest A dots in football last year in among qualified receivers. So that's the difference between him and like a CD Lamb. I just you don't see like the occasional forty to fifty yard touchdown catch from Monter St. Brown. And that's like I, I uh, hold on, let me just tell you this. I know Dave, you want to jump in. He's the only wide receiver in the last three seasons to finish top eight with an A dot lower than eight point five yards. That may be wrong because I feel like Debo did it, but Debo might have been the other, and that was the year Debo had all the rushing too. But I, that's what I have. He's the only wide receiver in the last three years to finish top eight with an eight dot lower than eight and a half yards. His eight dot was six and a half yards last year. That's really low. So I How brought much that up that because change now. Yeah, I brought that up because people are taking him over an explosive playmaker like AJ Brown, a guy like CD Lamb, and I want to know if you're okay with that. Jamie is Dave. I'd rather have Lamb. Lamb had more targets per game last year. Lamb had more PPR fantasy points per game than St. Brown last year. So uh, to me, I, I just look at Lamb as just that playmaking type, the guy that could be wide receiver one. And I'm going to take him over St. Brown, who I don't think can be wide receiver one. Yeah, the, the, that offense in Dallas is changing, and there's more competition for targets for him now. So that's why I like St. Brown better. But that's just an Azer stat. Real quick Azer stat. You take St. Brown. You have to remove two games for St. Brown. He played less than a third of the snaps in two games. If you took those games, he actually averaged more PPR points per game than Lamb. How, slightly. However, if you just take the DAC games for Lamb, I think it's really close between the two of them. All right, next one. From Michael. Buy or sell Romeo Dobbs as a weekly starter at Flex? Bye. 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 Okay. Big riser, He's, right? What happened? Riser, big riser, Dobbs? Big riser. Uh, not big for me because I started in a place where I liked him as a flex in, in a in a three-receiver flex league. So he was always right around wide receiver 40 for me. Okay. Uh, I'll go to the next one, Dave. Buy or sell from Luis. Anthony Richardson as a second-round pick in a super flex redraft. Depends on your how risky you want to play it. If, if you think that he's going to be even close to where we have him ranked, then the answer is yes. You take that chance. If you'd rather have somebody with a safer floor because it's super flex and you don't want to be caught without at least quality quarterbacks in a format where you can start two quarterbacks, then maybe he goes into round three. I think the later you get into round two, the more willing you'd be to uh, to take Richardson knowing that you've got another pick coming up soon after. Jamie, to you, buy or sell Anthony Richardson as a second-round pick in Superflex redraft. I would consider him in round one. You know, I mean, uh, I, I think as uh, we 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 saw on the um, live stream that we did on Tuesday night, uh, Scott Fish took him in round one. You know, so there's most likely going to be seven to eight quarterbacks that go in the first round, and he's in that next group. So you know, if if you're talking about you know Jefferson, Chase, McCaffrey, maybe Eckler go in the first round, maybe Kelsey goes in the first round. He, he's right on the cusp. So, yeah, easy second-round pick. Again, you're playing to win. You're not playing to be safe. Okay, but would you take Dak Prescott over him? Because Dak is safer, but also you can win with Dak Prescott. Yeah, if you want to be you know, safe. But, again, you know, you're looking for upside. And, and if you expect him to do the things that he's capable of doing, which is to run, and that's the biggest part of it. Again, there's been 16 times since 2010 a quarterback has run for at least 700 yards. And all of them have scored at least 19.9 fantasy points per game or more. Every single one. In six point. So, right. In six, six point. You know, yeah. do, do the math for four point. Successful nonetheless. So, th- that's what you're talking about with him. And so, our projection on Sportsline has him for 1,039 yards. Heath said he has him, I think, for over 1,000 yards, if not mistaken, or close to it. You know, so if, if you're expecting 700 yards, that, that's not very difficult for what this guy profiled. I think he ran for almost 700 yards in, in 12 games of Florida. Uh, there, there's not a big gap here for him to get there. If you don't think he's going to run, then don't draft him because that's the that's the thing. If you think they're just going to make him a pocket passer, Oy. then he's not going to be a good fantasy quarterback. Uh, they, they would be nuts to do that. Um, I don't His think head they coach will. just came from a situation where the quarterback ran for at least 750 yards the last two seasons. Better yeah. polished passer by far. Jalen Hurts, this is not comparing those two guys. I'm just talking no. about the, the guy on the offensive staff. So Shane Steichen's going to allow him to be who he is. And now if Jonathan Taylor's not there, 
that will probably be more rushing attempts because the backfield's not going to be as solidified unless they do make a trade to bring somebody else in. Uh, but that's probably not going to happen. Now, are you going to change so, your tune? Is if Jonathan Taylor is back next week? And no, and, no. Okay, I'm expecting Jonathan Taylor to be there at this point. You okay, know, okay. The, the 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 trade request that and and the compensation that they're looking for seems a little bit ridiculous. And the fact that they put the Tuesday deadline on it, which they need to because of how their roster construction has to go. Um, it's going to be difficult, and I think that's why you're getting the report from the Dolphins about them looking to acquire also Josh Jacobs because they're the most likely team. That's what Vegas is telling us as well. And if the Dolphins are not going to pony up to what the Colts want, no pun intended, then they're going to nice. look at other avenues. So I, I think at this point, expect John Taylor to be there. Hope that he's not, you know, because I think we're all expecting you know better situation if he gets traded. But regardless, Anthony Richardson will be great no matter what if he runs from a fantasy perspective. I'm wondering why Jamie wrote, say, pony up joke on his hand earlier today. I was like, what is he talking about? Good job. Way to drop it in there casually. All right, last one. Buy or sell. Last one for now. Buy or sell. Henry says, there's more value to be had in the middle round running back values this year versus the wide receivers. More value in middle round running backs than wide receivers this year. Buy or sell. Bye. I think receivers I'll are getting pushed up. They're getting pushed up, and, and we're seeing that in every PPR draft we're doing, and I think we will continue to see it. And no. it's not just analyst drafts. I mean, you know, again, you could say these are the people that are watching us and, and listening to us. I'm in the FFT Open draft right now, and it was only two receivers in a flex, and it was still wide receiver crazy. It's just the nature of what the, the drafts are these days. And yet I still think the drop-off from like wide receiver 15 to wide receiver 30 isn't that much. And so you're going to find a bunch of those wide receivers in the middle rounds. I think a lot of those running backs will be gone. What do you define as the middle rounds? Yeah. That's I, a good question. I used for Round this. Round five and on? I, from this one, I used five eight. and eight. Yeah, that's exactly what I used, five and eight. I put it. I put the players in the notes if you want to take a look at them. I I think, the la- if you know, if I'm being sort of technical, I feel like in round five, the receivers are better. This I'm using Fantasy Pros ADP. And I'm looking at guys like Hopkins, McLaurin, DJ, well, not for us, McLaurin, Hopkins, McLaurin, DJ Moore, Jerry, Judy, Christian Watson. But once you get past but we're not, that, we're not seeing that, though. We're not seeing that in our leagues, but that's what ADP is saying. As I said I mean, on, on the show yesterday or whenever we were doing the pick by pick thing, ADP says that there are better receivers in round five than the ones that exist in all of our drafts because tight agreed. ends and quarterbacks go earlier than we take them. I, so what I've seen in the last three PPR drafts that we've done in the first four rounds, it's been basically 25, I think twice it happened in the first four rounds. Wide receivers gone. Those are all what, like CBS, our staff, our listeners? The, 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 yeah, I mean, again, right. it's people that are watching it. But I, I would like to think that that's what most, I mean, go back to the NFC drafts, right? NFC ADP, what we were looking at earlier. Yeah, NFC. Running since- backs were falling like crazy. Look, if, if I look at if Fantasy Pros and I look at Draft Sharks, I look at round five, DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, they're all there. Hopkins is at pick 410 on Draft and Sharks. And what kind of running backs are there? Solid ones, but uh, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce is at the 4-5 turn, J.K. Dobbins, Alexander Madison. So what you're seeing, though, is the quarterbacks and tight ends going soon. That's what I'm saying, yeah. That's ADP suggests. I wonder wonder how much that's going to happen, though, in two weeks with Hawkinson dealing with a back injury and people concerned about pits and people still not buying into Waller. With Hawkinson? I mean, he's got a back injury. Right. Does he really have one, or is this a holdout? Could be. I mean, I I haven't seen anything about that. I just... um, Okay, to sum it up, I think it's actually pretty even. I don't know that there's a huge advantage yeah. between running backs and wide receivers, but I like the values. I guess as we get later into the mid-rounds, I think I like the Rashad White, Alexander Madison, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, James Cook, David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco. I think I like that better than Godwin, Lockett, Ayuk, Evans. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I I don't think I have an answer for this buy or sell. I don't know where their better value is. I, I think there's good value at both of, both positions. I think there's there less are question more. marks at the wide receiver spot than there are at the running back spot. And the, See, and, I, and and I the look guys at you it. just the guys the you just one. named. There's there's so many more question marks at running back. I didn't say Christian Kirk and Deontay Johnson though. They're also in that mix. I stopped saying like, because we like them better than a lot of those guys, and their ADP is later. So yeah, 
Yeah. All right. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the draftathon next Wednesday, four to ten p.m. Eastern. You still have time to get into our podcast league, the podcast leftovers league. Go to tinyurl.com slash fft donate. Tinyurl.com slash fft donate. One thousand two hundred and fifty dollars bidding ends tonight at seven p.m. Eastern. If you want in that podcast league, remember everything goes to St. Jude. Guest appearance on the draftathon. We also have that up for auction. At that same URL, it's up to $202.50 right now. Let's raise a lot of money there. All of it's going to St. Jude. Please uh, do that. If you want to join the Podcast League, put Podcast League in the subject line and put an email fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. The draft is Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Thomas Schaefer, let's take a look uh, or take a listen to one of our submissions. I'm really encouraged by what I've seen from Ron Rivera Jr. Ron Rivera Jr. Ron Rivera Jr. Heath, what do you think about the game of the week song? Uh, it's undisputed that it is super elite. There you go. <laughs> Thank you for that awesome entry. I thought that was a lot of fun. We have some clever ones coming in. Poems, jokes, things like that. Appreciate it. And uh, we have some spots left to be given out. All right, let's take a break here. And when we come back... Oh, at the end of the show, I'm going to share an email from Blake, who is in the podcast league. He got in the podcast league. Uh, he's got uh, a story to tell, and I will read that a little bit later. And we'll take a break. And when we come back, we've got your news and notes. We've got uh, some more games to play, some more buy or sell. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Injuries, news, and notes. So, Jamie mentioned it. Jonathan Taylor has until Tuesday to find a trade partner. And if you were betting right now, Jonathan Taylor will be on the blank this year. Colts. Colts. Okay. Kansas City defensive tackle Chris Jones hinted on X, or Twitter, that he might hold out until midseason. Says he can afford it. It's a lot of money to give up, but he's a terrific player. So, Uh, what did he say? He comes back week eight? Yeah. Plays only eight games. Yeah. He misses week eight. I don't remember. So this is how it works. In order to get credit for this year on your contract, you have to play at least six games. But if you come back with six games to go, a team can put you on a, on a list where you can't actually like count against the roster. They basically suspend you for two weeks. They have that option. So you've got to come back two weeks before that in case the team does decide to put you on that suspended list. So that that's a move Jonathan Taylor could make too, by the way, where they can both say, all right, look, I, I want a new contract. You're not paying me. I still want to get credit for the year that I have to play. Uh, I'm only going to, I'm going to show up in week eight or nine or 10, whatever it is because of the buys um, that would sting with Taylor. If you, yeah. if you draft him in, you know, round two, round three or wherever, and he only plays half the year, it would sting. Yep. And the Raiders have shown no interest in trading Josh Jacobs, according to Tom Pelissero. Jackson Smith and Jigba is a long shot for week one, according to Ian Rappaport. Carolina wide receiver DJ Chark has a hamstring injury. Uh, that's an interesting one, Jamie. Does that shuffle your Carolina wide receiver rankings at all? Yeah, at this point, I, I think the only one, uh, the first one you should be drafting is Mingo, you know, just with the uh, potential of the upside. You know, I, I think you can see what the floor is for Adam Thielen, and he'll be a, 
you know, probably more of a go-to guy, but is he going to help you win a fantasy league? If Jonathan Mingo hits, there's a better chance of that happening. So I would rather take a flyer on Mingo where you're drafting these guys. TJ Hawkinson is maybe dealing with lower back stiffness. Sniffness? He has a contract issue. (laughs) TJ Hawkinson has the sniffles. Um, All right, TJ Hawkinson is tight end blank for you. Still four. I believe he's three for me. Okay. Sam Darnold is the backup quarterback for the 49ers, and they are evaluating what to do with Trey Lance. Dave, what should we do with Trey Lance in our dynasty leagues? You're going to hold him. Uh, the only way you don't hold him is if someone offers you, I think you would take a second. You might not get that offer, though. This, this, you might get lowballed on Trey Lance. Only if you're like really stuck or you're rebuilding should you even think about trading him. Just sit on him and see what happens. But it's uh, it's it's a bad scene for him, for sure. Buffalo. Minnesota should be calling. Tampa Bay should be calling. I mean, any of these teams that have these free agent quarterbacks or unsettled quarterback situations, it's not going to take much. Atlanta. Okay. Buffalo offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey said that James Cook has improved as a blocker. It's been a terrific training camp season for, for Cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chicago head coach Matt Eberflus said that Khalil Herbert hasn't done anything to lose the job. Would you guys rather have DeAndre Swift or Khalil Herbert? Herbert. Herbert. Would you rather have Khalil Herbert or Alexander Madison? Madison. Madison. All right. And Corey Davis is retiring. Jets wide receiver. Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic thinks that Randall Cobb will play a bigger role than expected. Don't draft Randall Cobb, right? No. Okay. Let's uh, let's try this segment out for size. I'm going to give you... It's going to be like a seven-minute segment, all right? It's called Five Quick Questions. Question number one. If James Cook is going to have a bigger role and the Bills want Josh Allen to run less, why isn't anyone afraid to draft Josh Allen? He'll still be very good as a passer. So if you want to drop him down to third, that's your decision. I still think he's going to run enough that you'll be very happy with him. So uh, he's still the number two quarterback for me. So so what would a bad season for rushing look like for him? Besides the obvious of like 100 yards. Like that's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, three years ago. Does he have have eight touchdowns rushing this year? I mean, even if James Cook is – really good that's the one area where i think it it wouldn't be him it would be damian harris or latavius murray that they would try to cram in there at the goal line yeah but when they get in the zone and a play breaks down josh allen's running they're not going to want him to stop okay he rushed for like 450 five five moderately quick questions yeah a few years ago (laughs) and he was qb one or two all right next question give me one good reason why this isn't a question this is a demand give me one good reason why i should draft dalton schultz uh, safe floor at the tight end position. Red zone weapon in an offense that doesn't have a clear-cut number one target yet. But he's not a top 12 tight end for me, so I wouldn't no. draft him as a starter. Yeah, he's moved way down for me, too. Okay. Uh, you had him as a breakout candidate at one point. I did, but that was, it feels like a year ago. Uh, J- thanks for reminding him, Jamie. Jets offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett has been an OC or an HC offensive coordinator or head coach for nine seasons. Here's where Hackett's offenses have ranked in scoring. 22nd, 18th, 25th, 5th, 31st, 15th, 1st, 10th, and 32nd. With Aaron Rodgers, his offenses were 15th, 1st, and 10th in scoring. The question is, are you worried about Nathaniel Hackett and the Jets offense? No. Um, no, but I'm not overly excited about them either. Okay. The only guy I'm overly excited about is Garrett Wilson. Uh, people are worried about Travis Etienne losing goal line work and passing downs work. Are you worried? No. I'm still drafting him as a low-end RB1. I, I think he could see an uptick in passing work. Why wouldn't they want to use him in that role? That it, that baffles me. The goal line stuff I, I buy into. I don't think he's going to have a lot of short yardage touchdowns, but he's got speed to have some long yardage touchdowns. Uh, and he was, he was, he, uh, the, the, the usage could be an issue, but he was very good last year, despite only scoring five touchdowns. Right. right. Yeah. So it rank Gibbs, ETN Stevenson. In what format? Full. Uh, Gibbs, Stevenson, ETN. I have ETN Gibbs, Stevenson. And Etienne and Gibbs are back-to-back. Half. 
Uh, ETN Stevenson Gibbs. ETN Gibbs Stevenson. I was actually asking you just to say half of their name. But if that's Eat. fine. Half. <laughs> Eat Gibbs Steve. Uh, who are two players that you find yourself drafting a lot? Uh, J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields. Getting a lot of Jalen Warren and Roshan Johnson. All right, beautiful. And a bonus question. There is an obvious difference between a bust list and an avoid list, right? Correct. <laughs> Thank you. Why don't you tell us what that is, Jamie? Um, a bust list is players who you think are going to fail, and a avoid list is players that you won't draft no matter where they fall. Ooh, that's a re- kind of not really what I was thinking. Uh, well, if you're avoiding them, you're avoiding them. If there's a player that you won't take no matter what, wouldn't he show up on your bus list? Well, I yeah. mean, the two could be mutually consistent, yes. But I think if you're saying I'm oh. avoiding them, I'm avoiding them, then I am not drafting them. Uh, Tim in our chat says, Adam, tell Jamie he's on the clock. Jamie, you're on the clock in FFT Open. Sweet. Uh, someone Let's had a great available. comment about the avoid list. The avoid list is the, a it's not you, it's me list. It's almost like I'm, I don't want to hold it against the player. Just something about him just doesn't. I just not feeling it with that guy. That's that's how I interpreted the avoid list. If you are saying I'm avoiding a player, that means you are never going to draft him. That's not. I don't no. care where he falls. Yes, avoid is avoid. Okay, but not not okay, maybe I'll you, take him. Would he's, you draft? Maybe list. So you think avoid is is being on the avoid list is worse than being on the bus list? Yes, of course. If no, you're saying the me. word avoid, avoid is not drafting. <laughs> that's I know, what that I, means. Avoid. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I do know what avoid, is that how you pronounce it, means. Um, but Schaefer would back me up on this. Avoid is not as bad as being on the bus list. The avoid list is like, I'm fine with you where you are at your ADP. I would tell other people to draft you there, but you're just not for me. I'm just not that into you. That's avoid. That means you're not drafting, ever. Avoid. No, I, if he falls two rounds, I'll draft him. That's Let's for anyone. The and avoid. you're not avoiding him. Oh, of course I'm avoiding him. It's, 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 you're going to take him at value. All that right. means you see that there's a good value on him. Let's play name that player. I can't believe we're still talking about Let's this. play name that player, okay? Oh, yes. Jamie, you want to make your pick first? Want to tell everybody what you're doing there? FFT open. Um, so my team is, is uh, I'm very excited about my team so far. It's, uh, it's a great team. Justin Herbert. Bijan Robinson, Jalen Waddle, Calvin Ridley, TJ Hawkinson, and Debo Samuel. I know I'm a second that running back is right now. Awesome. So uh, the running back pool has dried up. So I'm going to probably spend some uh, draft capital now on the running back spots. So I'm going to take Khalil Herbert as my second running back here and hey, nice. hope for the best to see what comes back. All right. Let's play name that player. Two rounds of name that player. First player. He is, should I do it in the first person or the third person? Let's let's talk about it for six minutes. <laughs> He's RB twenty three in CBS ADP, but RB thirty one in Fantasy Pros and Draft Sharks PPR ADP. His first name is pretty lame, and his last name is a Southern city. He is moving to a division rival after four seasons with the team that drafted him. He might be the only player projected to lead his team in carries, but being drafted behind a running back from the same team. Dave. Yes, Dave. David Montgomery. Yeah, you got it from the, his first name is pretty lame, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is David Montgomery. David is a lame name, but Dave is an awesome name. That's true. My My brother's name is David and Dave, so... I don't believe that to be true, um, that it's lame. Anyway, uh, we haven't talked about David Montgomery in a while. Have you guys uh, moved him at all in your ranking? Where is he? D- guy with awesome first name, Dave. Uh, where's Dave- David Montgomery for you? He is a round six pick for me. I am moderately excited about him just because of the touchdown potential. I like him obviously better in leagues where catches don't count, and I'm definitely taking Jameer Gibbs significantly ahead of him. Could he score double-digit touchdowns this year? Yeah. Could he have a 1,000 total yards with it? Maybe. I think that's in the profile. But even with that, that doesn't make him a anything better than like a, a mid-to-low-end RB2. So he, he's to me, he's one of the settle for running backs. So if you're, if, you, if you're drafting like Jamie in the FFT Open and you're loaded at everywhere and you've, you're going hero RB, Montgomery's a great running back to settle for as your RB2 to begin the year. Jamie, if 
I don't know if Montgomery was available. When you took Khalil, Khalil Herbert, would you have taken Montgomery? No, uh, 100% would have taken Montgomery. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's more of a flex in full PPR. He's a, a borderline starter in half PPR, and he's a definite starter in non-PPR. All right, next, name that player. He has never had a passer rating of 100 or better. And for reference, in the last— Like in a game or in his no, career? No, in a season. In a season. Uh, in the last three seasons, there have been 10, 8, and 6 quarterbacks who have had a passer rating of 100 or higher. Okay. Uh, he went to college in a town that has the same name as the dad from American Pie and Schitt's Creek. In his last two seasons, he his was— His real name? Yes, his, <laughs> real, his real name. In his last two seasons, he was QB3 per game and QB15 per game. You should know it by now. QB three and QB fifteen. Who's the Who's the actor who plays the dad? I'm totally. Oh, I got. I know his name. Okay, where I got his name. What college is there? Oh, it's Justin Herbert. (laughs) Yeah, Eugene Levy. Eugene. Yep. 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 We both blinked on Eugene Levy. Somehow, I got it before you did. Curious to know, Jamie, you have Justin Herbert. If you have the draft results up in your league, do you remember how f- did he go ahead of Justin Fields? Because he's going ahead of Justin Fields in several different ADPs, Justin Herbert we're talking about here. How far away from Joe Burrow did he go? You're not really getting much of a discount this year after the QB 15 uh, finish last year per game. Um, maybe you shouldn't, but just curious where he went in, in your league when you took him. Uh, he was the sixth quarterback off the board, so he went after... Um, after Fields and after Burrow. Do you feel like there is an appropriate discount? No, I'm sorry, seventh quarterback. Seventh quarterback. Okay. Do you feel like there is an appropriate discount this year for Herbert? Well, considering we were drafting him in some cases as the number two quarterback last year, ahead of Mahomes, um, there are some people that had it ranked that way. I think that uh, it's it's a discount, yes, for you know two of his three seasons being a top five guy. It's uh, It's hard to overlook what he can be still. Better offense coordinator, better weapons around him. You know, if everybody stays healthy, you know, hopefully his offensive line as well. And him, I mean, you know, that rib injury um, yeah. was was significant. You know, he talked about this. Uh, I heard him, I believe it was on Colin Cowherd's radio show, that he was saying his he had to change his arm angle because of the pain. So, you know, better mechanics, better weapons, better coaching, all those things. You know, he's he's got he's got number one quarterback upside. That, that's the type of player he is. All right, so we only have one segment left. It's been a very short episode today, which is fine, but I'm going to open things up to you guys before we take a break, and then we'll finish up with buy or sell. Is there anything... We have a lot of listeners right now. It's like prime time for us. Maybe people who haven't been listening before are just coming in now. Is there anything that... It's as good you, that you're prepared. <laughs> as you've been... I mean, I could ask you some questions, but as you've been doing drafts recently, anything you'd like to say about strategies, about trends things that you're doing, you know, players that you've been more likely to maybe reach for or players on your avoid list, which is in some cases worse than a bus list, in some cases better than a bus list. But uh, you can think about it. We could take a break, which, you know, for us at live is like a half a second break anyway. But is there anything, I mean, Dave, is there anything you want to, any words of wisdom you want to give right now? I, I think that this year will mirror last year in terms of, I mean, every year is just crazy and unpredictable in football, but there are going to be very few like mega stars for fantasy. The guys that are getting you 20 PPR points per game, the quarterbacks that are getting you 30 points per game. And I I think you better, I I think building depth might be the way to go instead of shooting for a ton of like, you know, I hope this, this rookie running back hits or, you know, I, I watched this guy play in a preseason game. He looked good. I'm going to take him late. Just keep on working to build that quality depth and to find those players that you think can give you quality depth this year. Because I, I think we're going to need it. And I don't think it's going to be such a bad thing because the difference between the guys that are quality depth and kind of sort of wide receiver twos won't be that different. Or even RB twos. Anything from you, Jamie? Uh, no, I think it just depends on, you know, if you're, if you're, I don't, I don't like the, you know, the, uh, what is it? Win, win or lose track. What is, what is the, the way that we phrase it? Um, for what first or last, you know, Great if you're just late? playing, oh, no, oh, no. Oh, if you're not like, you if just you're not go, first or last. So you got to play, you know, 
Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's the, the mindset you should have. But I think, you, you know, if we're just talking draft strategy, there there's so many players. I want to go back and look at this, like, over the last few years of our leagues, and I'll maybe just pick one or two, of where are the rounds of the players that we're dropping, guys? Because I think it's it's going to be a majority of those probably, I'll say, round seven through the end of the draft is where the majority of your drops are coming from in your Early league. Early on, yeah. And not, no, I think just over the course of the season, you know. But you know, we'll say the first half of the season. Um, stop settling for mediocrity. That's the point where you should be taking players that have the most upside. Mm-hmm. And that is why transition to one of my thoughts. I'm getting. I don't think you guys are going to agree with me on this. Uh, I'm getting more excited about DeAndre Swift. I see a huge because upside. if he hits, yeah, sure. Because I because Penny just seems to be having. No momentum right now. He might uh, get cut. Yeah, yeah, and it's like Gainwell has 131 carries in his career. His longest carry is 18 yards, 121 carries. DeAndre Swift is an absolute explosive stud playmaker, and I love his value. Let me read, Jamie, some of the seventh-round picks from our Fantasy Football Today League last year. Uh, I'll read all of them. Brandon Ayuk, Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Antonio Gibson, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Dalton Schultz, Kyler Murray, Adam Thielen, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, good one, Rashad Penny, Devontae Smith. You want to talk about drops? There were a lot of drops in there. (laughs) Nico Collins, Robert Woods, Clyde, Gibson was probably dropped, Thielen, Kareem Hunt was terrible. I don't think Gibson was dropped because he got off to a good start. He may have been dropped at some point in the year, but yeah, okay, maybe not. But he wasn't. A, he was a fine pick in round seven. He wasn't terrible. He wasn't good. Well, especially that was we didn't. You know, I don't remember exactly. Well, the fantasy football day draft we usually do it toward the end, but you know, we weren't sure of Brian Robinson's status at that point. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right, he was a riser there. So you're right. I mean, you're going to see uh, a lot of drops. Kadarius Tony. Do, do one more round. Do one more round. Hopkins uh, was suspended. You took him at the first pick of round eight. Kadarius Tony, Drake London, Tom Brady. Ugh, that guy, he sunk my team that year. Uh, Amari Cooper, this is a good round. Ramondre Stevenson, Devin Singletary, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Lockett, Miles Sanders, George Pickens, Damian Harris. Damn, round eight was good. And then there was my right. Tom Brady pick. And then yeah. after that, you're going to see a lot of drops for sure. But. So maybe it's a little bit after round seven, but I, I think you get the points. Like, you know, once you start to get to this spot in the draft, it's, you know, when you're talking about, okay, is this is this the best player because I'm going to get consistent production, or is this the best player that could help me win my league? Because you should have your base of your team at this point, you know, and, and yeah. the core of your roster. And so those are the players that still have upside, but also give you a safer floor. And now it's like, okay, how can I just significantly enhance my team? Because you're probably playing the waiver wire with half these guys at this point anyway. Right, and look at look at the next five picks or six picks, and look at how much better the rookies were. At least two of the three: Hunter Renfro, Chris Olave. Traylon Burks, Michael Gallup, Cordaro Patterson, Ken Walker. I mean, maybe this is a case to take an exciting rookie over some crusty veteran. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Now let's take a break. Great segment. Great segment, guys. Thank you for carrying the weight. I mean, today. so so well produced. <laughs> uh, you know, I just have so much faith in you that I feel like I can just throw it to you and, and get a great a great segment out of it. Let's yeah, take a break. No, I, I can see that. Buy or sell part two when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, buy or sell part two. This is from Dan. Buy or sell Bijan Robinson losing up to forty percent of his workload to Tyler Algier. Uh, so. I will buy that if the mindset is let's tank for Caleb. 
which they I don't I don't think they'll do that unless they like start the year zero and five. No, he's forty percent of the run game will not go through Tyler Algier. No, he said workload, workload, not just run game, workload. So well, you got to define what the workload is. Like, what do we expect his workload to be, and then you deduct forty percent from that? Yeah, I I would anticipate in terms of if it's just Tyler Algier, he's getting more than sixty percent of the Falcons' running back touches. Right. Yeah, and and you know what? It might be a a kind of an unfortunate split early in the season, but I could see it changing pretty quickly. Because uh, you know Tyler Algier started uh, in last week, and he was involved in the first drive. It's going to happen. Yes, but let's- I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna borrow an analogy from our coworker Bryant McFadden when he was describing Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. One is a Ferrari and one is a yeah. station wagon. I was just about to do something like that. One yeah. one is going to be just amazing, and the other one is going to be fine. I'll get you where you need to go, but. What would you rather have? You don't the Ferrari see, or the station wagon? You just don't see station wagons these days. When was the last time you saw a well, station you see SUVs wagon? That's true. And, that's true. All right, we'll go minivan. One's a minivan, one's a Ferrari. Didn't they have a station wagon in Harry and the Hendersons? I feel like what yes. I Yes. What a great movie that is. I always think of Harry of station wagons and Harry and the Hendersons. Okay. This yeah, because Jesse. when he's doing the siren, when he's holding his head out the window. I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> Such a great movie. Uh, Jesse says, buy or sell Terry McLaurin a thousand yard season for the fourth straight year. Man, it's tough now with the injury. Um, he may miss some time and I'm going to sell. That doesn't mean he won't be good, but I'm going to sell. If he gets a thousand yards over 15 games, that means he's got to get about 67 yards a game. Yeah, I think I'd sell that too. It's going to be the only reason is like he's already dealing with something and you're just factoring in there might be another injury along the way. Right. We don't know how bad this something is. Turf toe has been a B word for players in the past. Yeah. Oh, a bother. A real bother. You're right. A big bother. Thank you for saying that. Buy or sell from Pete. Joe Mixon is headed for a down season. Sell. So. Uh, I, I hope we're selling. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, you know, somebody that we've uh, certainly run up the flagpole in terms of his ADP. Yeah. All right. Uh, from Justin, buy or sell Debo Samuel as a top 10 wide receiver? Sell. Easier to buy in non-PPR, but it's it's a sell either way. I don't know, man. Brock Purdy absolutely loves Debo Samuel. He does. He did last year. He did True. in one drive in the preseason. It's He fits Brock Purdy perfectly. No games Wait. over, maybe one game over 60 yards with, with Purdy. Is that right? A lot of catches. Out of three? Yeah. I think out of four or five games. No, five games five. if you include the playoffs. In five games with Purdy, including the playoffs, six point eight targets per game, four point four catches per game, three point two carries per game, thirteen point eight PPR points per game. All right, that's not that's not top ten. Good no. though. Yeah. Um, buy or sell from Nick. Jalen Warren will replace Najee Harris as the starting running back by week seven after their bye. Everybody's healthy. Yep. So. I'll buy it. Oh, okay. Let's go. He's more explosive. Better pass catcher out of the backfield. Maybe the better blocker as well. I, it could get messy between those two all year. But I think he might be a little bit of a better fit for what the Steelers' offense is going to be. And I think if you draft Najee, you, you've got to hope that he has double-digit touchdowns this season. From Moon, buy or sell, the Pittsburgh backfield could be similar to Dallas last year. It's kind of what I just said, right? Like, if Najee's getting a ton of touchdowns, then he's in that Zeke role. I don't know if Jalen Warren can be Tony Pollard, though. Pollard was averaging almost 16 PPR points per game. I will sell that they will be like Dallas's backfield. The the, the comparison is is dead on. The production will not be. Right. Uh, from Thomas, buy or sell, Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid end up as top 10 tight ends. Bye. I will sell because I, I don't know if Laporta can do it. Well, I think Laporta can be a good starter to begin the year. You take the chance with him, kind of treat him like he's a streaming tight end. But I don't know. Once everybody's back in Detroit and if Jameer Gibbs is rolling, yeah, I don't know how productive he'll be. I do believe Kincaid can make it. The thing that's nice is, and we, we talk about this all the time, Adam, you, you certainly have done a good job illustrating this over the years. Rookies get better as the season goes on. 
And so if he's off to a good start, then that's going to, I think, carry through. Yeah, I always look at Kincaid is someone who's starting to go earlier in drafts than than the rankings. He's kind of like an Anthony Richardson case. Is taking not based on our ADP. Okay, uh, just the drafts I've been seeing lately. Take him, take Kincaid early because you can get if you miss out on Evan Ingram or something, you know, then you fall back on Juwan Johnson to pair with with Kincaid. It just makes sense to get this high upside guy at Kincaid. But the problem is, I mean, this. Just got to know. The buy or sell was top 10 for two rookie tight ends. There have been two rookie tight ends that have done that in the last eight years combined. And probably even goes further back than that. I've only looked at the last eight years. That was Evan Ingram just, and Kyle Pitts. I just wonder how how many times have we seen two guys in this type of opportunity? I think we see it. I mean, I, I think... Two rookies in this, oppor- this type of opportunity? Well, we had how good year. are these opportunities, though? Fantastic. Fantastic. Absolutely. I think I think they're 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 quality. They're going to play a lot. They should get decent. Laporta, Laporta, Laporta's opportunity is actually actually better than what Kincaid to begin does. the year. I think I'd agree with you. But but I mean, we're talking about Jamison Williams coming back. They don't do the same thing at all. So no, Jamison Williams it's another is, is, mouth is just to feed. Yeah, but I think that mouth just replaces Adam's favorite player and Josh Reynolds, or maybe Marvin Jones. You know, I, I think that's just what's happening. I don't think it's it's Laporta's role is changing. He's still going to be the starting tight end. Um. Yeah. You're, I think it is. You're probably right. I mean, this is a pretty unique situation. Target opportunities on good offenses. All right, next buy or sell is from. Do you think Laporta Scott. could be second on the Lions in targets this year? Yeah. See, I mean, I don't again, know he's, either he, of these guys can be second on he, their teams. He, 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 I don't think he can. I, I think Laporta can. I mean, you're, you're talking about stepping into a role. If you're just looking at what this offense was a year ago, they lost six and a half targets per game. They traded TJ Hawkinson. The guys that they had behind him are not Laporta. They certainly weren't Hawkinson. And so they drafted this guy early in the second round to be that type of player. So six and a half targets can easily be second on the team because Amon Ross St. Brown is getting close to 10. He's certainly going to be over nine. You know, so if, you, if you're talking about how the targets can be distributed, I mean, he may be eight targets per game. You know, he's got that type of ability. Oh, got a trade. Isaiah Simmons. What was he, the, the second wow. pick in they the They traded draft? Simmons, huh? To the? Oh, wow. What a steal for your team. To the New York Giants for a seventh, for a seventh round, round pick. pick. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Not really. If a guy's been a bust so far and getting traded for a seventh round pick, that's it's why. Pro- it's, you, you, I mean, it's you're worth the gamble. Well, it's worth the gamble. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> that's wild, man. A seventh round pick. I guess he was going to get it. cut. That's I mean, awesome. the the athletes that you guys have on defense now, Thibodeau, him. That's that's incredible. Yeah, and Xavier McKinney. They got some, yeah. they got, and their first round pick, Deontay Banks. All right. Um, oh, don't forget Dexter Lawrence. Buy or sell from Scott. Travis Kelsey is a oh my God, the Giants are gonna be amazing. Buy or sell Travis Kelsey <laughs> as a top five pick. Cardinals are gonna be terrible. Uh, well, they were gonna be terrible either way. Uh sell. He's not I wouldn't take him as a top five pick. It's uh it's funny. So I, I'm I'm doing this is our supposed to be quarter quarterback tight end week. I think we kind of lost the 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 headlines on, on how our weeks are supposed to go. Um, but I did uh, sleepers, breakouts, and busts. It'll be on the site today. And I led the whole story with Kelsey, just how good he's been since 2018. Um, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, the hope would be is that he doesn't fall off. That's really the only concern. If he doesn't fall off, 16 PPR points are better for five straight seasons. Four of those, he's been the number one tight end. It's just incredible what he does. And so... If he's if he does if he replicates anything in last year, the only difference was first year with Mahomes without Tyree Kill. If he replicates that, is he five points better than the field? And if he's five points better than the field of this position, yes, he's worth the top five pick. How do you guys like this team um, in a full PPR league? Oof, I don't really like it that much. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, Joe Mixon, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey. That's pretty good. So it's going to come down to the receivers. Marquise Brown. How many, how many do you start? Three. And a flex. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, Zay Flowers, Chris Godwin, Juju Smith-Schuster. Ugh. Yeah, that, that was a team that took Kelsey fourth overall last night. I don't like this team. I'm not... But I've seen a team. We did a few nights ago on Tuesday night, we did a draft where... Oh, uh, no, it couldn't have been that because that was super no, flex. No, that was super flex, yeah. We did a draft where Kelsey went third, I think. And it the team ended the up really good. Tuesday. Yeah, we ended up as a really good team. And if you like Jonathan Taylor, you might be able to get him in the third round or Josh Jacobs. So, I think that was the draft where it went. Kelsey, if I'm not mistaken, was one of our St. Jude uh, donation winners. 
I think it was when he took Olave early in round two, if I'm not mistaken, or earlier than uh, we yeah. thought, and then Debo Samuel early in round three. So I think those are the first two picks. We th- I think we said the theory was great. Yeah, it could have worked. All right, that's it for buy or sell. Let me read an email to uh, to play us off. This is from Blake. Blake said, "Longtime listener, this was a podcast league submission. Longtime listener, pre Nando even." Your show, while silly and goofy, has always been there to take the edge off when I've needed it. I live a very stressful life, and levity and comedy while packing in fantasy content is invaluable. I am a retired Army infantryman who saw combat in Afghanistan. After that, I joined the state police and worked on the road as a patrol for eight and a half years, mostly on midnights and evenings, 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., lots of boring, lonely hours occasionally spiked with adrenaline rushes that can't be described. For the past two years, I've been working, I'm sorry if I pronounced this wrong, as a ballistician with the state police where my job consists of going to crime scenes where firearms are involved and making sure everything is safe and recovering evidence. I then test the evidence to include using, uh, to include using microscopes to match up bullets at, or casings at scenes to the bad guy's firearms. Lots of rough scenes at late nights. In addition, I'm a member of the CERT team, Special Emergency Response Team, where we primarily deal in missing and lost subjects, mostly in the woods. Lots of long hours spent humping through the woods to find lost or actively fleeing subjects. Again, having a podcast like yours to throw on during dark moments is something I really appreciate. I've been an avid fantasy player since 2012. My first league ever, I was deployed in Afghanistan with maybe 20 minutes of internet access a week, and I came in first place on the back of Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford, undefeated from a war zone, baby. Today I play in a league with nine other cops, and your advice has spurned me on to five championships in 11 years. Uh, Currently, yours is the only G-rated podcast I can listen to while driving my two kids around. My son constantly mocks me for never making it into one of the leagues. I'd really love to rub it in my (laughs) 10-year-old's face. Uh, Love your work. Keep it up. Hamburgers are made on a grill or a cast iron. You're in the league, Blake. Welcome to the podcast. That's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Puts things in perspective, and I'm glad that we are really? able to be uh, a source of entertainment, comedy, and uh, escape, I guess, for a lot of people. So thanks for the email. Thanks to all of you so far for your submissions to the Podcast League, and we'll fill it out uh, by by the weekend. And then we have that other Podcast League, by the way, the Leftovers League, where you can bid on, and some of you will end up in that league as well. All right, to Jamie and Dave and Schaefer, thanks. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you later on Fantasy Football today. Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan.